Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to episode four of our trainee podcast series, Let's Talk. I'm Fanoda Gallagher-Taff, Graduate Recruitment Manager, discussing our pro bono practice with Associate Edna Lynch and trainee Neve Collins. So let's talk pro bono. So welcome, Etna. Um, could you give me a brief overview of our pro bono practice for our listeners, please? Hi, Fanola, and, and thanks really for having us um, have this space to talk about the Anal Gubbity pro bono practice. Really, I suppose our pro bono practice has developed over the last decade, and that was a strategic business decision made by our firm to invest in developing it as a standalone practice area. I suppose what we started originally with was looking at how can we support social enterprises, not-for-profits and community groups in areas of law that we practice in on a commercial basis. And we did this through really good strategic partnerships, for example, with Social Entrepreneurs Ireland. And over a number of years then, we really started to upskill and develop our lawyers to undertake high-impact human rights work. And again, this was done through partnerships. So, for example, for a number of years now, we have provided asylum seekers with early legal advice as part of their application for international protection in Ireland. And from that work, we now also support them with family reunification applications and most recently with unaccompanied minors who have come to Ireland on their own to be reunited with family members. We also work with those really trying to access social housing. And again, that is done in collaboration with a law centre, Mercy Law Resource Centre and Focus Ireland. And I suppose one further example that we've been able to do human rights work is through our partnership with Sparazzi, where our lawyers have been trained to review medical legal reports. So really through these partnerships and through our existing skill sets, over a number of years now, we really have been able to use our legal skills in an impactful way that supports those who otherwise really would struggle to gain access to the legal system, for example, through lack of resources or, unfortunately, while we have a good civil legal aid system, it doesn't cover all of the areas in which we practice. Can you tell us a bit about your background then and how you started in the pro bono practice? Probably like a lot of people listening into this podcast, I was undergraduate in UCD and I was coming into my final year and I suppose I have a love of the law and I always did even back then. So I went and I, I trained in a top tier commercial law firm and through that I really acquired excellent legal skills, organisational skills. But I suppose there was always a part of me that kind of really wanted to kind of do more human rights, rule of law type work. And I suppose, like many people, I was bit by the flat bug very early on in my career. I was volunteering in legal clinics in the community. And I suppose through that, I really decided that I was going to leave commercial work and pursue my interest in human rights. And that brought me to Southern Africa, where I worked for a number of years in Tanzania and Malawi through a great organization called Irish Rule of Law International. Eventually, I did return to Ireland and I worked in the Public Interest Law Alliance. And the Public Interest Law Alliance, it's a project of FLAC. And I suppose at the core of its mandate, it's around supporting the development of the culture of pro bono legal work in Ireland. Now, the Irish legal profession have a strong connection to pro bono legal work. And, and it's been done for many, many years. 
as I gave the example of A&L Goodbody. But I suppose more recently, I suppose many law firms are looking at how they can do it more structured, do it in a way that is, enables, I suppose, their people to do legal work that they may not otherwise have the opportunity to do. So I suppose a number of years ago, A&L Goodbody took the decision that they wanted to hire a senior professional lawyer to really, I suppose, develop and grow the pro bono practice. And so in 2018, I responded to the, the application that went out. And since then, I've really been supporting our lawyers and, and the firm to grow the, the pro bono practice that we have today. Thanks, Edna. And Neve, um, can you talk us through, um, I suppose, or introduce yourself and your background? Yeah, of course. Um, so as Fanola mentioned, my name is Neve. I'm from Cork originally and I studied law and Irish in UCC. And I got the opportunity to partake in the summer internship in ANL Goodbody in 2017, just after I finished my degree. And this was quite a formative time, as I'm sure a lot of you listeners are in the same situation as well. After final year, coming into final year, where you're looking around at the opportunities that are on the market and having the summer internship experience was such a good like insight into what life in a commercial law firm would be. So that was really beneficial for me. I then went on to study in the Netherlands um, to undertake a master's in European law and come back, do my FE1s and join the firm in April 2019. So at that time, Etna had been working for over a year trying to develop the strategic nature of the pro bono practice and I certainly benefited from that in that trainees in our induction week and throughout our training got training and insights into the various partnerships that Etna mentioned for example with the Irish Refugee Council and the Asylum Project with Mercy Law Centre and the Housing Project so not only did we get to develop key areas of knowledge and skills in areas of law that we wouldn't have otherwise gotten insight into but also got to take ownership a little bit more of our work and developing that relationship with clients that we may not have in other areas of law and this really benefited all of us I think from a professional development point of view very early on in our careers. Great and so can you talk me through a recent uh, pro bono project that you've worked on and how have you personally contributed? One of the things that working with Etna for the six month stint gave me was an opportunity to work on the asylum project as I mentioned. So I was kind of worried because I'd never studied asylum or immigration law and I thought oh you know I won't be able to give any useful assistance but actually because of all that training and seminars which were in a webinar format thanks to COVID but we got like fantastic training in that area helped us develop our skills so I was much more confident in you know discussing the issues that our client faced strategizing with Etna on how to support the client but also address the legal issues that were raised so one of these issues where that are client's application for international protection was actually refused in 2020 which was obviously awful for our client and put her under considerable stress considering that she came to Ireland you know to try and get this opportunity and protection so we 
figured that she had a, a good basis for appeal. So we walked her through the application process or the appeal process after the application process, which was really helpful for her, I think, because after getting this bad news to build yourself back up again, to ground your appeal, which is a really strict timeline as well to actually get the appeal in. I think it was essential for her that she had our support. So for me, drafting the grounds for appeal alongside Etna, submitting them to the International Protection Appeals Tribunal, liaising with counsel to get those grounds for appeal written up as legal submissions to prepare us for the actual hearing of the appeal. That was all fantastic experience as someone who's really interested in litigation and I'm hoping to get into the litigation space now as I qualify. So that was really, really good experience for me because it's how a lot of tribunals in Ireland work. So completely transferable experience and skills. So that was fantastic experience for me and, and really made me realise that, you know, litigation and contentious work is something that I get really excited and energised by. So a new area of law that I got a great insight into and also helped me strengthen the skills that I'll need for the rest of my commercial work also. Thanks, Neil. So, I mean, some great exposure there. So I suppose, Ethna, what do you think makes a good trainee to work in this practice area? That's a great question. And I think, I suppose, before I address it, I, I think I would just like to reflect, like the last 18 months really has demonstrated so starkly that society and business are completely intertwined. So when society is not doing very well, that has an impact on business. And I think we as a firm are acutely aware of that. So if I look at kind of the attributes of a trainee who's really going to have a successful career, it's the trainee that is trusted by their client. So it's about building that rapport, building that relationship. And through that relationship, you're then able to give advice that is going to be of benefit to your client. So they're all of the core skills that we're looking for anybody that is you know, wanting to start and develop their career at this firm, because I think that that really is the crux of what makes a fantastic solicitor. It's a given that we really know our law, we know our practice areas, but we also want to ensure that we're able to communicate all that we know in a way that can be received by our clients so that they're in a position to make the best possible decisions for themselves in their own lives. Thank you, Athna, and thank you, Neve, for joining me this week and giving us that information on our pro bono practice. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please visit our website at algoodbody.com forward slash careers forward slash trainees hyphen interns or email graduate talent at algoodbody.com with any questions. Thank you.